Live and this morning for my small dorpie stop-off, I would like to stretch my leg in the little town of Friedendal, which is in the northern Olifants Rafir uh, Valley on the banks of Olifants River at the southern edge of little Namakwa land. And joining me now is a tour operator in the greater Namakwa region, Mike Spies, the owner of Namakwa Tours. Uh, Mike, good morning uh, and uh, thanks very much for joining me. How are you doing? Good morning, Keenan. No, great thanks. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. I think that there's, uh, there's something in, in, in Friedendal when it comes to names because my dad's name is Michael, Mike as well, and you are Mike. What a coincidence, <laughs> man. Yeah, getting an English name in a, in a small Afrikaans place like, uh, Keenan, I just want to start off by saying, uh, excuse my English, please, because here we, we live in the and We only use English in self-defense, eh? Oh, is um, it? <laughs> yeah. That is a good grapje for, for a baie vroeg ochend, hoor. And that's, oh, yeah, and that's, yeah. and that's as far as my Afrikaans goes. Uh, now, Friedendal is, is, is possibly best known for its wild flowers in the spring when the mountains uh, metamorphose yep. uh, into a tapestry of exquisite color, a tribute to the um, rich diversity of succulent plant species and joy to wow, behold. What mm. is life like in this little town of Friedendal? Well, Keenan, um, to be honest with you, Friedendal wasn't always the, the big in the region. It was actually started off as a, as a farm um, and when the Willifans River um, irrigation system reached Friendal, it just boomed into the main hub that it is today. So Friendal basically is our uh, shopping hub, our shopping center. They actually have a mall nowadays. Um, but it all, it's all because of the, the grapes, the vineyards, uh, at Fredendal that it boomed into the big town that it is today. Now, it's not a big town in terms of Cape Town and surrounding areas. It's not as big as Mahomesbury yet, but it's getting there very, very quickly. Um, so Fredendal is best known for its wine. Um, people also nowadays plant lots of export table grapes in the area. Um, it's not only Fredendal, it's the, the, the neighboring towns of Claver and Lutzville as well. Nowadays, they even grow grapes on the coastline at Dwelling Bay. So um, that's what Friendal became. And many of the people, a lot of the people in the neighboring towns also work in Friendal because of this big town that it grew to be today. Um, so you've got people working there that stay in Van Rainsdorp, Claver, Lutzville, and that commute or travel to Friendal every single day to go to work. Um, but the area, as you said, is well known for its wildflowers. And that's where the neighboring towns and the neighboring areas around Friendal comes in. So a lot of people come here um, normally August and September. That's the, the busiest time of the year to come and see the wildflowers. Um, and, and one thing that people tend to think is that we've only got daisies, the macular daisies, and it's not the case at all. You mentioned the succulents um, of the Knags Flactum. And um, there's more than three and a half thousand different species of flowers that bloom in Immaculate every year. Um, and knowing that it's a semi-desert that gets rain of between 40 to 200 millimeters per annum, um, and it explodes into a flower paradise once a year, that is really what it's all about. Wait, 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 wait. 
You talking about wine in that region. Now, how is it? How how do you get to grow wine in such a in such a dry Arid. area where it's basically like a desert? It's like you in the Sahara. How is that? How is the wine that's produced there different to to wines, say, on the Stellenbosch or the Wellington wine route? Well, this is one of the the best um, areas to grow wine. The, the big thing that you need for grapes is water. That's, that's the main um, thing. And then you need a, a arid or a semi-desert area, and you need good um, soil. And Fredendal just fits into that, into that, um, help me with the word, <laughs> just fits into that perfectly. So um, the Willifans River, is the reason why Trendal can produce wine. Um, so when you compare it to Stellenbosch, this this area of Trendal or the Willifans River don't shy away at all. Um, we get, or this area gets gets um, rewards every single year. So the Trendal wine cellar, which it was known to be, many years ago, say 10, 15 years ago, was the biggest wine cellar on one premises in the Southern Hemisphere before they joined with the Spiridrev wine cellar and became the Macqua wines. Everybody knows the Macqua, uh, the Macqua wines. I mean, my, my company is also called the Macqua Tours. And wherever I go, in Namibia or in Botswana, um, when people see the name the Macqua, they tend to think that I work for the wine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the Macqua wines is, I mean, the marketing is brilliant and the wines as well. And uh, apart from the Macqua wines, Claro wine cellar produces very good wines, Lutzville wine cellar. And then you've got all these smaller wine cellars along the Olifant River Valley, like Stella wine that produces um, organic wines um, and a lot of the private Sellers as well. So this area has so 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 much wine sellers, or many wine sellers, um, and and it don't, doesn't only produce wine grapes, but also table grapes. When you drive through the area, you'll see a lot of the vineyards under netting, and then you think, what the heck is going on here? Are they protecting the grapes against the sun? And, and you can you can easily think that, and it can make sense to you and me that don't know a lot of, about farming. But um, they actually protect the grapes against a little bird called the Cape White Eye. In Afrikaans, it's called the Glas Ochi. And these birds go and sit on the bunches of grapes and they destroy it. Um, and for the export table grape farmers, in order to get a good price for the grapes, they need the bunches to look good. Therefore, they put up this netting and it cost them a fortune just to protect it against the, the um, bird. Um, in order to get a nice bunch to look almost like the map of Africa, you know, big in the top and small in the bottom. That's the normal picture that we get when we um, think of a bunch of grapes. They don't actually grow like that, but they cut it with scissors to look like that when they put it in the boxes. So the the farmer needs to get a, a perfect bunch. Therefore, they put up this netting. So when you get netting over the grapes, you know it's exportable grapes. When they just grow... Out in the open, um, it is wine grapes. 
The farmer don't need it to look nice, yeah. If you've just joined in on the conversation, it's the Cape Talk Weekend Early. I am in conversation with uh, Mike Spies. He is the owner of Namakwa Tours and uh, basically stretching our legs when it comes to uh, small dorpy stop-offs. And I've stopped off in Friedendal this very early morning. It's the birthplace of my dad back in 1958. And uh, it's a beautiful town when it comes to pictures on Google. But, uh, Mike, you still have to convince me in the sense of should I come there? Because now we're talking about wines. Okay, we're like wine tastings, all right, but I'm not a, I'm not a drinker. I'd rather buy a six-pack of milkshake, uh, steady stumpy or something like that, than to buy a, the box of Namakwa or something like that. Now, when it comes to tourism in the region, talk to me a little bit about that and also the viscous hospitality. Oh, yeah. Keenan, for sure. I mean, um, the the wine cellars is a big attraction to the area, but um, in my opinion, not the biggest. I think it's it's better to come for everything else and then rather go taste wine, buy a bottle of wine and take it home um, and, and give it as a present for your fantastic trip. Keenan, we've got in the area so, so, so much to offer. If you take, for instance, the Gisberg, and Maskamberg, or it forms the Matsikama mountain range. Matsikama, sorry, it's also the name of our municipality, <coughs> Matsikama municipality. When you go on top of Gisberg, now Van Rensdorp and Friendel is about, say, 25 kilometers apart, um, and about 30 kilometers out of Van Rensdorp, you reach the top of Gisberg. And there is water holes. Um, I'm going to try and explain it to you, but it's a horizontal um, rock and then the a big hole formed in this rock and it's in a stream so you've got this waterfall coming through a hole it looks like a cave you can stand underneath it and on this farm also there are plenty of water holes where you can swim and enjoy the day have a nice braai, um and just enjoy the fantastic rock art and nature um, now I tend to go there a lot. People tend to ask me, Mike, what are you as a young person doing in Van Rainsdorp? What is it possibly for you in this area? And I tell them, listen, I can go into any of seven directions at least out of Van Rainsdorp, drive for not even an hour, and I'm at a fantastic place where I can enjoy myself, take my dogs with me, and enjoy nature. Um, so that's Gisberg. Then you've got the Knersflakte with its dwarf succulents, the Baba Bokies and Finger and Dampies and Dobbelstinky, Sent Kanekies, Kamilfreakies, all these names of these dwarf succulents. When you drive through it, um, it just looks like a barren piece of land with white quartz pebbles or stones scattered all over the plains um, and nothing growing there. But once you stop and you, and you inspect more, you, you start seeing these dwarf succulents. And then the next moment you realize you don't even know where to stay because you sorry for these little plants. And um, you are definitely going to step on some of them. So um, that is, and, and those dwarf succulents, they are hidden between these cork stones. Certain time of the year, um, they're actually starting to bloom now, but in, in February, January, February, they are camouflaged and look just like the stones. And these stones also protect them because the Clarence Flacker only gets about 40 millimeters of rain per year on average. Um, two years ago in 2017 with our drought, I don't even think the Clarence Flacker got about 20 millimeters of rain. And these plants survive there uh, despite the, the, the 
dry area they're growing in. The quartz stones actually reflect the sunbeams away from the soil when the moisture of these plants um, are beneath the soil and the plants are actually with it or they look with it. They actually look dead during the summer months. Um, and that's how the, the plant itself um, with this layer, white layer um, on top that looks with it and the quartz stones reflect the sunbeams away from the soil. And when it starts raining again, um, in March or April, these plants just pop out again and they start to bloom and the insects come and pollinate them. Then when we go to Strandfontein and Doering Bay, I mean, that's an area where everybody are during, um, during the December holidays. Um, even when you go further up north, there's nothing. Strandfontein and Doering Bay is, is two little towns. Um, Lambert's Bay just lies further south from Doering Bay. And everybody on the coast, during the December holidays and, and especially Easter weekend that just passed. Um, so they, for crayfishing, I mentioned earlier that um, they even plant grapes nowadays uh, between Strandfontein and Durham by Friars Covey's, another wine cellar, um, actually situated at Durham Bay at the old crayfish factory. And when we stand still at crayfish, that is one of the big reasons why everybody goes there for holiday because the West Coast waters is well known for its crayfish. When you go up north from Strandfontein, um, you reach places like Skarpsley, Gerdetoisebaai, Bransebaai. Now, Bransebaai might um, ring a bell somewhere because that is where the, the big um, mining activities are of the Macqua Sands. Um, but when you go there during the December holidays and the Easter weekends, it it pops up like little towns, pop-up towns, because everybody goes there with their caravans and their tents and go and uh, stay there for the holidays. And you can't think of it because there's nothing, there's no infrastructure. And I also go there when I've got time off during December. You take every single thing with, you just stand there, enjoy nature, go crayfish diving, go fishing, um, have a nice braai, uh, enjoy yourself. Um, that's where everybody are during during holidays. Now, Mike, I believe the annual uh, Rittelfeers happens at the end of October. What happens at the uh, Rittelfeers, if I'm pronouncing that correctly? Well, yes, you are pronouncing it correct, but the Rittelfeers died. <laughs> Is it? More stuart gefret, hi toch, man. It converted, it converted into the Madelifi Makiti. And, um, that's even more complicated. Yeah, <laughs> yes it is. Say but it again, Makiti, it converted into what? Madelifi, Madelifi, Makiti. Madelifi, um, ka- ma- okay. Makiti. Okay, we'll so just leave it at that. Madelifi is a flower like a daisy, and uh, Makiti is a, is a jewel. It's a, um, a old Afrikaans word. I'd say Makiti is like a... Oh, um, I've heard that, I've heard that. Yeah, Makiti, but I won't attempt yes. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens at the at that there. event? What happens there? So the the Madelifi Makiti was always, or the Rittel Fierce was held at Trierendal. Um it, it got new uh, management, and they decided to rather move the, the Rittel Fierce to the coastal town of Strandfontein. And I believe they've had two Madelifi Makitis at Strandfontein um, already, and it is a huge success. So it happens normally at the end of September or early October. Um, 
I think it was always at the end of October, but um, I'm talking on a correction. So this this festival is now held at Strandfontein, and um, they are not sorry at all that they moved it because now you don't only get to see all your favorite Afrikaans um, artists and have a nice fierce, but you also um, get to have it happening at the coast. So the kids are happy. Everybody is happy. You've got the most amazing view over the Atlantic Ocean. Um, so yeah, the Red Office for Mother Lifi Makiti is still going strong, actually. Just the name that died. Um, and, and it's as strong as ever. Mike, it's been great chatting to you. Thank you very much for taking the time this very, very early morning. Um, if people would like to maybe use your services if they are in the area and would like to say, okay, let's hop aboard on uh, Namakwa Tours, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, Keenan, our Facebook page I think is the easiest. Everybody's on Facebook nowadays. Um, it's called Namakwa Tours slash Namakwa Tours. You can just search for Namakwa Tours and you'll see us. Um, normally during August and September when we've got the fantastic wildflowers. I upload pictures to the page every single day. Um, we also do tours in Namibia and Botswana. Everything's on there. Or you can just Google the Macwa tours. Um, you'll get to our Facebook page and everything is on there. We've also got a hotel in Van Rainsville, the Macwa Lodge, right opposite the church. Um, I'm actually heading to the church now because we've got the Kerk Bazaar today. I'm going to help them um, bride the, the beach for the bazaar today. Um, so, yeah, you can get all of us here. Um, when I'm not on tour, I'm always here at the hotel. Come and chat with me, even if you don't stay over. If you want to explore the area, I can help you. Um, there's just so much to explore. I didn't even mention the Quivet Tree Forest at Nivertville, which is the biggest in the world. So, yeah, I'm always, my door's always open. Just come and search for me here. Um, and we can have a nice chat. Mike, thank you very much. Genet in Afrik. Thanks a lot, man. All the best. Have a nice day. You too, man. That's uh, Mike Species heading off to a little bit of a braai at uh, the church bazaar today. So if you find yourself in that area and you're wondering who's braaiing the meat, it's Mike. Yeah, Mike Species. He is the owner of Namakwa Tours. Uh, he's the tour operator and owner of Namakwa Tours out in uh, the Friedendal area. And just finding out a little bit about that little small gem in... Um, well, along the West Coast.